All right. Welcome back to another episode of Bible Talks. Um, I'm here with Jamie. Today is uh, actually going to be our our final episode in this series on end times. It will be a little bit longer, um, but we have uh, a lot of just really great material um, to cover. So uh, in the last episode, we covered uh, specifically that 30-day um, kind of gap between the three-and-a-half-year period, 1,260 days, 1,290 days, and what's going on when Jesus comes back and hits the earth— He's walking around with the processional, the Battle of Armageddon. We hit that, um, and and so now that kind of leaves us um, chronologically with uh, Satan, all those who are following him, the beast, the, 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 all of it mm-hmm. in the lake of fire, right? Yeah. And now what happens? Yeah. So this this session could be like so it could be a little longer. We may we may want to split it into two. Just you know, fair enough. As we go through this, but. Um, so yeah, so we, we kind of left and obviously we're, we're just doing like flybys right now. Like this is like, you know, we're, we're not able to go super deep in each one of these. Mm-hmm. Just we're, we're trying to make it palatable for, for listeners. But, um, um, so we had the battle of Armageddon. Jesus was in the temple, cleanses the temple, uh, of the abomination desolation and, and is going to be coordinated as king over the earth and over Jerusalem and over the earth. And so, um, so, so there's a couple of events that take place after this time period and, uh, and so, um, one of the things is, is that is, so when we read the verse where it says, it says, you know, the abomination desolation shall basically exist for 1290 days. The very next verse in Daniel 12, verse 12, that was Daniel 12, 11. Daniel 12, 12 says, blessed is he who makes it to day 1335. Mm. All right. So there's an extra 45 days beyond the time period of the, the, uh, tearing down the bomb and installation of some, some activity taking place. Now, Interesting. maybe we, we can get into a little detail about that, but I, just without trying to prove all the math, I believe that's the preparation for the inauguration of the millennial kingdom. Okay. And there's several events that take place during that time period. Uh, so Zach, uh, Isaiah 66 talks about after the Lord comes in fire. We mentioned this a little bit. He begins to, he goes out and he sends out delegates throughout the earth to gather the people that have not yet heard about him. I don't know his fame. Don't know who he is. They're going to bring them to Jerusalem. Okay, there's a, there's a there's a bringing of the nations to Jerusalem, but there's multiple things that take place. Matthew 25. Just follow, follow this. What it says. Yeah. It says, "When the Son of Man comes in His glory, the second coming, and all the holy angels with Him, it says then He'll sit on His throne of glory." All right, throne of glory. Also, in the Old Testament is called the throne of David. All right, okay. so over and over again said that. And all nations will be gathered uh, before him, and he will separate them one from another as a sheep divides the sh- the, 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 his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Okay, so so there's this event, which many people have heard of. It's called the sheep and goat judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's this, I guess some people think of sheep and goat judgment as being like the eternal judgment, whatever. But it's interesting because... Um, if you actually kind of compare it to the timeline that's laid out in the book of Revelation and throughout other places in Scripture, this seems to be a separate judgment than the universal judgment that takes place at the end of the, the, the millennium called the Great White Throne Judgment. Okay. Because this judgment specifically takes place at the end of the Great Tribulation after Jesus arrives on the earth. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Great White Throne Judgment, which is found in Revelation chapter 20, takes place after the thousand-year reign of Christ. Okay. And so there's so then what, what what's the deal with this? What, what what's the difference? Well, in, in the sheep and goat judgment, it's the gathering of the nations that are left on the earth. So the nations, so the, the people who have not taken the mark, exactly. But well, it's, it's the people that have taken the mark and the people who haven't taken the mark. Okay. See, see, the, the, so oh, that's right. Okay, that's because, right. Because there's you got to think there's there's several groups of people alive when Jesus returns. Okay, they're on the earth, right? 
Well, one group, and this you, it may kind of go, I mean, I thought of this, one group alive that'll be on the earth is all the resurrected and raptured saints. They mm-hmm. are alive. Yeah. They are on the earth with yeah. the Lord. Okay. They're human. They're people. They're glorified, but they're with him yeah. on the earth. Then you have other people. You have, you know, we'll call them the reprobate or whatever, you know. Those are people that took the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. But hear, hear me out. You kind of, well, I thought we just had a big warfare and Jesus killed them all. No. What Revelation 19 is that he goes against the armies of the beast. Wow. Not every single human being that's taken the mark of the beast is going to be in the military. That's a great point. Okay. You know, the grandma who's 88 years old takes the mark of the beast. She's not suiting up in camos. <laughs> okay. Um, she's not happening. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not everybody on the earth is in the military, but there will be, there'll be businessmen and wicked men and all these that are, that are, that are part of the antichrist system for sure, but they're not at the military campaign at at the last battle. Wow. Those people are going to be brought as part of the nations to the judgment to be tried in this case as the goats. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then there's a whole nother group of people alive in there. And these were people we would call, we were going to call them resistors. All right. The, the Bible actually calls them the peoples that are left. The, uh, the, the survivors <laughs> of the nation is actually what Zechariah calls them. Wow. Um, and, and I like it, the term resistors though. Yeah. We, we, we use resistors because right it just gives a little context. Okay. Cause obviously if they were believers, then they would have been in the rapture and in the resurrection. Uh-huh. All right. They'd be glorified. Right. Uh, they wouldn't be left on the earth. Right. To pop, to populate the earth. Um, if they were it took the mark of the beast, then they would be cut off and killed. Right. Right. So, so then who are these people? Well, the, the, so Zechariah 14, Ezekiel 37 or 36 talks about this. Uh, Isaiah actually refers to it as well um, that there's these people called the survivors from the nations, the peoples that are left. These are the people that are going to actually populate the millennial earth. Um, they, so these are the people who they, didn't take the mark. They didn't take the mark of the beast. So, so, so um, so some people will say, well, everybody, either you're old, everybody's going to take the mark of the beast or, or everybody's going to get saved. But, and they might say, you know, um, you know, uh, all who, all who are not found in the Rams book of life, we will worship the beast. But one thing we got to realize is that in the Bible, the, the word all doesn't mean every single, it's not, that's never, for example, John, it says that all of Jerusalem and, and Judea went out to be baptized by him. Right. Well, no, they did not. Everybody, or the right. Pharisees didn't. I mean, right. you know, that, King Herod didn't. I mean, there was people. There was. It means the great majority of the lots of the 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 vast majority. And the same way it's being used here is that totally. there's there's survivors from the nations that don't take the mark of the beast. That, and it's it, but they didn't do it because they love Jesus. Right. That's just true of of, of any warfare, any uh, movement that's ever happened in the history of humanity. There's people, there are people that didn't love Jesus, but didn't also follow Hitler that right. lived in Germany or wherever. They, 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 they just didn't want to be ruled. They, they saw tyranny. They didn't like it. Yeah. Um, you painted a picture one time for me and it was helpful. You were like, think about like the real redneck guy who yeah. maybe is into conspiracies. He's like, nah, man, no, we, yeah. I, 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 I trust wor- this government. I ain't worshiping no guy from I, I, wherever you're from. Right. Now they're not yeah. all like that. I yeah. realize that, but right. that's, that's a helpful. Got picture. the bunker. Yeah. yeah there, there's, 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 there's tribes, you know, and, <laughs> uh, and whatever, you know, uh, Australia or in Africa that they're not, they're not connected to the, 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 the global marketing system the, the market, of the beast doesn't have much effect on them mm-hmm. to buy and sell anyway. Yeah. They're not you know, the guy with, with the bone going through his, he's not, he's not, you know, he not, yeah, he's not, he's not worse than the Antichrist. But, but my other point is, is that there's going to be children that are, that are going to be at, at, at this time that have survived some that are going to survive and made it through that they haven't taken the market beast. They haven't, they're not, but they don't really know the Lord. 
they're going to actually, and that was interesting is the prophets actually talk a lot about children in the age to come that are actually kind of growing up through the, through this. Wow. It's really, there's actually a lot of verses about that. The other one I would say is nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. The, the, those that did not receive the Lord at, until the, because it actually says, and Zechariah says that, that, that says they'll, they will, they will then look upon the one whom they have pierced. And it's talking about in the percent, yeah. after the second coming has come. Yeah. No, he's already appeared in the sky. Says, yeah, because he, ju- he be, just saved yeah, them at the, then, at the Battle of Armageddon. Yeah, it says then they're going to weep. They're going to mourn as one who's for his only son. And then they'll become by people. And this is where, you know, Isaiah and, and our, our Romans talk about all Israel shall be saved. Like they're going to give their life to the Lord, but they're going to do it post rapture, post second coming of Christ. And so they would be part of the resistor group. They didn't do it necessarily because they love Jesus, but they also didn't, they also re- recognized tyranny. They didn't, Want to follow this the Antichrist, and there will be mm-hmm. there will be a remnant of people like this on the earth. You know, uh, Irenaeus, who was one of the early church fathers, who yep. was discipled by uh, uh, Polycarp, who was John's disciple. He actually he actually talked about these resistors in his in his book against heresies. If you look, read book five, start around verse twenty, read to the end. It is he talks about these resistors. These they will populate the earth in the millennium. Uh, and this isn't just his idea. Actually, many of the church fathers talked about this. This is and he actually used uh, Isaiah six. Um, uh, passage in Isaiah six from the Septuagint, and it, and it talks about um, the the it says the earth will begin to the Lord will begin to rid the earth of men during this time, and that those who are left shall be uh, shall be multiplied on the earth, hmm. and that word multiply was the same word for procreation. Wow, they're going to be starting to have babies. And he actually talked about these people that would be on the earth, but that they're under the rule of the saints. But if you just think about this, he says that you're going to in the resurrection that says that we're going to be given an inheritance of the nations. What does that mean? That means there has to be nations. There has to be nations for us to actually rule over, to actually have authority. This is exactly what they believe, that upon the resurrection dead, the saints would rule, rule, okay, rule means over people, reign, have something to reign over in the kingdom age. You who have followed me will sit on the 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel, what Jesus told the disciples. Yeah. It means Israel's got to exist. There's got to be people for us to to to, to train and to, to rule over. And it's and it's this is what the, this is what the prophets talked about. That the the nations that are left, that those small in number, will begin to multiply through the through the age to come. So 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 let me back up. Yeah. Let me just uh, streamline this a little bit. So Jesus, he's torn torn down the abomination of desolation. Yes. And there's this there's this time gap. We already saw the twelve hundred and sixty. Yes. Three and a half years. To three hundred or to to twelve hundred ninety. Yes. Right now we we just hit twelve hundred ninety, and there's another, the next verse I think you, right. you said forty five days is, yeah. is is there's another forty five day gap, and in that forty five day gap, Jesus is sending out delegates, right. essentially to gather all of these resistors, right, to bring them to the sheep and goat judgment. Yes. Event. Yes, but so and so he's bringing all nations, the wicked too. That are, the wicked it's, as it's, well. It's like a great roundup. It's like it's like think post Germany. World War II, where they begin to have the Nuremberg trials, and they begin to gather all the okay. the, the the you know generals and guards and all that kind of so stuff. So all know? the earth yeah. is being brought yeah. to they're this. They're bringing they're bringing exactly level to of come see his to see his glory, to see his fame right there in Jerusalem, and um and he's going to judge the sheep and the goats. Okay, now I, I grew up after I got saved, obviously, but um and I've kind of always been taught that the sheep. There's actually different thoughts, but most people say the sheep are um they might say that's Israel. Or you know something something like that, um, but I, I don't think so. The more I've, more I've studied it, so uh, the goats are a little easier. Okay, the goats are going to be people that because because took the, what, the mark. they took the mark. They're obviously still alive, so they were, they're not part of the military. The military gets killed at Armageddon. Mm. But these are the people that have remained. They've taken the mark of the beast, and they're about to get killed at the sheep and goat judgment. So that's a little easier to kind of identify who these people would be. The sheep is a little more challenging. My my opinion, 
and this is something I've worked on the last few years, I think he's actually, the sheep are all the resurrected and raptured saints. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. There's a couple reasons. That's New Testament is very clear that the sheep are always referred to as, as the believers. I have mm-hmm. other sheep, not of this fold. I mean, he goes on and on and on. Yeah. That's, it's consistent with the New Testament idea. But the main reason is this, is that he actually tells them, enter into the inheritance promised to you from the foundations of the world. Mm-hmm. And here, here's my point, is that if he was talking about the people in natural bodies, and it's still in flesh and blood bodies, we have a problem. Because Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 says, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And then he tells them that, then he goes in from that, talk about the necessity of the rapture. Yeah. The resurrection of the dead, being changed in a moment to an eye, so that you can inherit immortality and incorruptibility, so that you can possess the eternal inheritance. Mm-hmm. What is the eternal inheritance? This is, this is something we're going to talk about in the early kingdom. The eternal inheritance is the allotted portion of land within the kingdom age and the age to come. Yeah. That's actually. From Genesis on, that's what it's always been. This is what the 12 tribes hoped for, is that they would be raised with the patriarchs to rule with Christ on the earth. And Paul says very clearly that flesh and blood cannot obtain that while they're still in flesh and blood. Mm. So it cannot apply to the resistors. But it does apply to the saints that are being rewarded at the time of his coming with the eternal inheritance. And so... So this is interesting. So then you've got the people that are being cut off there, and then you've got the people that are about to get their eternal reward, which is the resurrection of saints. Then you go, well, then what about the resistors? And my point is this, is that neither. They're neither rewarded nor are they cut off at that time. Mm-hmm. They will continue to exist into the age to come. They will eventually stand before the Lord at the great white throne. Because the the they have not yet died. Yeah. Exactly, at the end of a thousand years. But they're, they continue on. They're not a part of the judgment, which I think is interesting. So they actually get a chance. In other yeah. words, they're going to get a chance to not just live in the millennial kingdom, but to repent, right. to follow Jesus, to love Jesus. Exactly. Some people say, well, no, no, because it says, it says all nations shall be brought together for us. So it has to include them. But but that's the, but then the groups he's actually identifying are very specific groups from all yeah. the nations. Just because all nations are there doesn't yeah. mean all nations. And what, are and what I find judged. is interesting is that Jesus said, he says, then he'll he'll sit down and you know, the sheep and the goat judgment. And we and we, it's almost like he's saying it like to the disciples who were already familiar what he's talking about. Like mm. it, it's and if you think about it, these guys were they understood the Old Testament. This was not the first time this judgment was mentioned. It's actually talked about, I believe it's in Ezekiel 36 or 34, um, where it's very clear about, the, it talks about the sheep and the goat judgment. And it's at the same time period. If you'd read the context of it, it's eschatological, it's the end of the age. And he actually says that he's going to divide, God's going to have a judgment, he's going to divide sheep and goats. But it's interesting, he says, but then he's also going to judge between, he's going to divide between the uh, the sheep and the rams. And he introduces this third group. That's kind of like, but he didn't really say much about it. He just said, it, it just, he's going he's gonna to show the differences between the two. Mm. And so there's, I don't, I, I don't know what to make of that other than there seems to be a, a, even a third group, a, third group a, of a type, a type of sheep, but it's, but it, but it differentiates a uniqueness about them. And Matthew 25 is like, he's just using as a title, the sheep and goat judgment without going into the details because they already have some prior understanding. Yeah. And so could it be, and I, I think it's, it might be that he's saying, I'm going to judge between those that have the availability to receive an eternal inheritance, which is only resurrected, and the people that are being cut off because of their disobedience, right? Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that he's not making a judgment at that time related to those that are in neither camp. Yeah. And so... Um, and it ex- explains why they are able to exist into the next age and be under the rule and the reign of the saints. And yet, and, and explains how the saints are still able to inherit their inheritance. And it doesn't violate what Paul specifically says that flesh and blood can inherit it. Yeah. So it's just, to me, it's like, if you, if you make that about not non-resurrected body believers, then you've got problems throughout, throughout the scriptures related to the Abrahamic inheritance that's prophesied throughout, throughout the scriptures just in general. But yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um. So, so, so you have the judgment and then that, that, 
uh, and like I said, we have a 45 day period. I believe at the end of the, the 45 day period is what we call the marriage supper of the lamb. And I believe it's on the earth. Now that may be, some people think, some people always say that it goes up into heaven and they have this heaven. But if you read the Old Testament prophets, read Matthew yeah. 25, it's the, it's the great meal that God prepares for the people and it's on Mount Zion. And, and it talks about in Jerusalem and it talks about them eating like land food. Like mm-hmm. like this, I, I don't know, I used to think it has the idea that we were all going to be vegetarians, but it's very clear like that we're eating fatty and, meats yeah. and all that kind of stuff, you know, um, which tells you that even into the next age, there's still the the death of animals. Mm-hmm. And those guys, which I would say, anyway, this is probably a bigger subject, but I don't know that that's ever, that was ever out of the picture, even even in the pre-Genesis time. Yeah. Um, uh, because the, 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 the no more death passages are always referring to the believers in the resurrection. Mm-hmm. It's not just, not, it's not that no plant ever dies or something like that, because God gave seasons in before them, which were required the totally. death of, of, anyway, so... Um, Anyway, that's this little side side nugget, but um, so so that would launch that launches into the millennial kingdom, and I, like I said, that's a this is a really bigger teaching that because we actually I have a breakdown in the last forty five days exactly how it breaks into the, the 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 fall feast of Jerusalem. It's really really fascinating. Subject. Okay, can can you briefly talk about that though? Because I think uh, it is. No, I can't briefly talk okay. about it. Yeah, just nah. it's it's not it's just not a brief. It's just there's no way to set that up, and yeah. and 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 it's a theory at best. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that I I. You know, I wouldn't stand behind it as strong as some other things, but as a, from a theory thing, I think that, I think it it fits just perfectly in a way. Can you at least talk about the marriage supper of the lamb? Yeah. So the marriage supper of the lamb, I and that this goes into it, is that I, I I personally believe it's actually something that I believe it's the same thing as the feast of tabernacles, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why Jewish weddings were held for seven days, and it, because the feast of tabernacles was always spoke of actually was actually prophesied and spoken of to Jewish culture as a wedding of the time when they would actually become one with. The, the 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 father. In other words, yeah. the time when they would be reunited. And for those from, who don't yeah. know, tabernacle literally means yes, to dwell with. Exa- exactly, and so that could be a weird. But what's language. interesting about it is it it seems to be that the marriage of the lamb is not just this one event. It's actually seemed to be something that's actually done year to year throughout the thousand year reign. Mm. So Zechariah fourteen, if you, if you don't know, if you go to check it out and read it, it actually talks about after the battle that all the nations every single year are required to go or send delegates from their families to Jerusalem, like a pilgrimage, to be a part of the Feast of Tabernacles, this marriage mm. ceremony. Um, and uh, it says actually says that if you don't go, if you don't see anybody, then your land where you live will not get any rain, which this is a part of the the uniqueness of the next age, because right now God sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. But in the next age, uh, when the heavens have shifted, it's going to only send it on the righteous. Wow. Um, and uh, so... This, this ceremony is going to be celebrated, and it's, it's this it's this training ground, so to speak, that actually happens throughout the the thousand year reign, and it, it makes sense because then it gives everyone an opportunity to be a part of. Because think about it, if you only had the marriage supper of the lamb at the very beginning of the thousand years, then what what happens with all the people that come through the millennium that get born again that mm-hmm. never have opportunity? Like what? Yeah, they just you, not get the marriage exactly, supper of the lamb. No. Exactly. But so if they get they, it every year, they, every year, it's and it's actually one of the feasts. Yes, yeah, one of the feasts. Yeah. Um, and that seems to be actually kind of what's taking place. And so so you have this. Um, you know, come Yom Kippur, and then and then uh, uh, I'm sorry, Day of Atonement, and then that's the same. Thing. Yom Kippur is Day yeah. of Atonement. I'm for saying those um, yeah. uh, the first one, the, the Jewish New Year. What am I? What Feast of Trumpets? Yes, right. Yes. And then for ten days, and then Yom Kippur, and then you have a five day preparation for the marriage supper of the Lamb. Um, and like I said, then there's a, the also before called the Feast, that, of yeah, Feast of Tabernacles. Exactly. 
And um, that's and how the Jewish calendar works. Exactly. I just want to make, yeah, so yeah, what you just laid yeah. out is the Jewish calendar. Right. And I believe that all takes place within the last 45 days, the, the month preceding called the month of the Lord, which means the time of returning when the, when the nations are like totally being brought to Jerusalem, returning to the Lord. And they're actually uh, for, for this time. Uh, and I believe the first 10 days, starting with the feast of trumpets mm-hmm. through Yom Kippur is the sheep and goat judgment, because it was, that was always what it was supposed to be about. It was the time of judgment. Interesting. So it's actually fulfilled in that way. So if somebody wanted to, like somebody's listening to this, and they actually wanted to, to see, okay, what is, what do you guys believe happens during that forty day window, forty five day window? Right. Could you just, could they just go look at the Jewish calendar? Ish. Yeah. Start yeah, exactly. with yeah. Yom Kippur and go. Or the, Yom you, you'd have to start with, the, with the month of Elul, which is the month preceding, which means that, it, and from from Elul one until Tishri ten, which is a forty day window, that's called Teshuva, and it means the time of returning. It's the same time period that Moses was on the mountain. Okay. And it's and it's and it means time of return. They they read like Psalms uh, twenty seven every single day, and and the whole thing is about. It's like like kind of coincides with how we think of like maybe the Catholic version of Lent. Mm-hmm. And it's time of, of repentance and introspection, and up until the Feast of Trumpets, which they believe starts a day of judgment. And you know, so you're yeah, exactly. thinking that yeah. would be a sheep of goat. And the day, day one is the, is the day of the of the the righteous judge are judged and given their rewards. This is the prophetic picture that they believe yeah. in. And this, and then not, the next nine days are like tribunals for the wicked. Mm-hmm. Ends on day ten, Yom Kippur, where the high day priest goes in and shows himself. You know, whatever. And 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 it's the, it's probably the, the day that Jesus is shown himself as the great high priest of, of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, the potentially even the the anointing of the millennial kingdom, the Zechariah, Zechariah, Zechariah. Ezekiel forty three talks about, and um, and then they have five days of preparation for the great party that goes for seven days, and on the eighth day, so there's seven days of the, of the party, and then there's an eighth day. They always celebrate this eighth day where the master of the house comes down and says, "Friends, won't you stay with me yet another day?" Mm-hmm. And it, that seems to potentially be the, the the starting point of that thousand year reign, where a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. Is that 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 eighth day, which is the new beginnings. That's so um, cool. <laughs> and so, so you did touch on it briefly. T- briefly. That was perfect. Yeah. And so, so we go into the thousand year reign of Christ. And you get, just want to say this again: is that resurrected saints, glorified saints, are on the earth with Jesus. This is what Daniel said. He said, "We come back. We're going to be with Him, reigning on the earth, right? Wow. And we're given governmental authority over the nations." So, I want to just follow follow this. Follow me here for a second. You are going to be given. Depending on your reward, how you lived in this life, yes, your your body will shine with certain levels of glory. Uh, Zechariah, I'm sorry, uh, Paul talked about this. Says one star differs from another star in glory, so also will it be at the resurrection of the dead. And he's referring to about the bodies. Mm-hmm. There is, um, you know, your your but your position with the king in that age is depending upon how you live now. He says to his disciples, the disciples said, hey, can my, James and John's mom said, hey, can, can our son sit, son sit with you on your right and left hand mm-hmm. in the kingdom when, when it comes? And he says, well, that position will be given by my father. But I, he goes, I'm, basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but here's the secret. The greatest, the one in that age, the greatest of all will be the least. And in other words, the humility and servanthood and the things that are Christ-like in this age are the qualifiers for positions and the next day, that's why, and talk about the positions, remember Jesus said to them, they said, he said, in the regeneration, the age to come, you who have followed me will sit with me on 12 tribes, on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. So he gave a promise to the disciples that they're going to have a government authority in the regeneration, in the next age, over the 12 tribes, like the actual people groups that are there in Israel. They're going to have government authority to sit at the gates and to, and to give 
you know, judgment. You know, Revelation 20 says, and I saw thrones and they that sat on them, judgment was given to them. Judgment meaning government, governance. That's what that means. It's not talking about like just, you know, the hammer of, of telling. It's literally the judgment, like the judge is judged. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be judging the nations. They're going to be leading the nations. Um, you know, um, you remember Paul, he says, uh, you know, he was, art, he was rebuking the Corinthians. He says, he says, he says, don't you know we're going to, you know, the, the the, he, said, he, said, he said the saints are going to judge the world. And don't you know we're going to judge angels, mm-hmm. right? And it's literally talking about the government. And that's not just like giving the decrees. That's, that is judging in the same way the yeah. judge is judged. In they're, the book of Judges. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They are, they're giving decrees over the earth. Um, uh, and so there, there's, I mean, there's so many verses about this, but, but this idea of the saints that are leading the nations in righteousness and teaching, you know, it says in Psalms, I mean, Isaiah two says in the nations are going to go up to the mountain of the Lord and the law of the Lord is going to go forth out of Zion. You know, he's going to teach people their ways. He's going to tell, teach them to take their farming equipment, beat it, I mean, their military equipment, beat it into farming equipment. And the nations shall no longer learn war anymore. I mean, this is like, there's a, there's a discipleship of the nations. The great discipleship is going to take place throughout this age. And you're going to be given positions of government, but here's the other thing. You're going to be given land of which people are going to be living with you on your land as, as sojourners, as, as, as pilgrims, so to speak, on your land that you're going to be given government over, right? Like these resistors, these people exactly. who, are, who exactly. are populating the earth during the millennial so, kingdom. So let me just throw this out. So um, well, Daniel, when he was, when he was, you know, in his last prophecies, he says, the angel says, go your way, Daniel, you shall, you shall rest, you shall die, basically. And he says, he says, and then you shall arise at the end of the, of the age to possess your allotted portion. Mm. That that very word actually means land. I mean, it actually means allotted, uh, the same thing, land. but they use for the uh, the tribes of Israel when they grab their, their land inheritance. Mm-hmm. But he's actually pointing back to, if you guys remember, it was, um, it was Abraham. And Abraham... Uh, he said, uh, told him, he said, get up from the land in which you're, you're at and go to the land I will show you. I've given to you as an eternal inheritance. And then he goes and, and the Lord says, lift up your, your eyes, left, north, south, east, west, as far as you can see, because I will give you this land as yeah. an inheritance. And then he has a, 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 the, the encounter where the Lord says, I'm going to give you the land from the Nile to the Euphrates River as mm. an eternal inheritance, right? And this will be to you and to your seed. You guys remember that? Yeah. Well, go read Acts chapter 7, look at verse 5, and you'll find this is what it says. It says that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it says they didn't, all the days of their, their life where they lived, they never received one foot of that land. Yeah. It says instead they lived as pilgrims in that land, in the land of promise, but having never received it as an eternal inheritance. Mm-hmm. So think of it this way. It's like they were tenants yeah. in the land waiting to be owners of that land. Yeah. And while they lived, though they were promised it, they did not yet receive. And this is why Hebrews 11 is very clear that they will have to receive it as a reward with all the saints yeah. in the resurrection. Yeah. And this is why Jesus rebuked, this is what the 12 tribes were, this is what Jews still are, are believing for. Is that this, And Paul said, this is what the 12 tribes have longed for and eager to be part of. That's why Jesus rebuked them and said, he said, you're going to see others come into the kingdom and sit down with Abraham in that kingdom while you yourself are thrust out of it and you don't get it a lot of proportion in that place. Wow. And so this idea of the, 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 of the land, this is Ezekiel 40 through 48. You see where God actually divides up that eternal land inheritance in the age to come to the nation of Israel. And, uh, and so this is, this is like, and hear, hear me out. He says it's to you, Abraham, and to your seed. Abraham never got it. Right. Okay. So is God a liar? No. 
So there, this is exactly what Irenaeus pointed out. He said, therefore, it has to be that Abraham, this is, this is the whole reason why the resurrection dead, dead has to take place. First of all, you cannot receive an eternal anything, inheritance, a portion, unless, you're unless eternal. you are eternal yourself. So, so Abraham has to be raised from the dead in order for God to not be a liar, right. right? But the promise was to Abraham and to the seed, but the seed did not live at the same time as Abraham. Mm. Galatians tells us that this is what Paul said that Jews yeah. didn't understand is that yeah. that seed was in the singular and it was speaking of Christ. Yeah. Christ didn't come until, you know, thousands of years later. But Christ comes and he doesn't receive the the, 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 the inheritance either. either. Yeah. Exactly. At that time, one, Abraham's not alive at the time, mm-hmm. right? But Christ has made a provision in, 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 in Galatians 3 that, that he will share that promise to all those who are hidden in the seed yeah. in Christ. Hidden in Christ. That would Baptized be us. in Christ. Yeah. And so therefore that gives the access to every righteous believer in the earth to actually become sons of Abraham, to inherit the promise of Abraham through adoption into the seed. And so... This is the need. This is why the Great Commission has to go for. Is that God has got to bring the Great Commission to bring all those that will be a part to be a part of the seed to inherit the land with Christ and Abraham at the same time. And this is why Hebrews says that God didn't want them to be made made perfect apart, apart from, from each from other. Us. Yeah, apart yeah. from us, that we would come, we would receive the promise together at the resurrection. And then it says, Psalm says that that when the wicked are no more, then the righteous shall inherit the earth or the mm-hmm. land. Is the idea the same exact word. And so in this sheep and goat judgment, there's for, for the sheep. Yeah, we are given, given actual for, land. For, yes, based on your reward, mm-hmm. exactly. Based on the way you've lived in this life and where you know where and all that kind of stuff. We know specifically that Ezekiel points out that the nation of Israel has a very the people the Jewish believers in, in in Christ will have a certain lot of portions within that promised land, Nile to Euphrates River. Yeah. And that's just laid out What there. was promised to Abraham? Now, it's specific. We know that for them, okay? But then you know, what, what about all this Gentiles? What are we going to do? And in you know, different prophecies in Isaiah, it talks about it talks about how the Gentiles shall inherit the desolate places of the earth, which will be completely destroyed, but they will be restored throughout the earth. And that's, and hear me out, because yes, Jesus, Matthew 1 says, he says opens up and says, Jesus Christ, the son of Abraham, the son of David. Mm. It puts those two together. Like, what is that all about? Because both of them had very unique promises. Abraham was promised that lands from the Nile to the Euphrates, but David was promised the ends of the earth as your possession. Yeah, that's so good. Right? The inheritance of the earth. It actually, says in Psalm 72, it says from the, from the great river, the, the, the Euphrates, to the ends of the earth. And so there's this a lot of portion, yes, for the nation of Israel, but then there's actually land portions throughout the entire earth for all the Gentiles that will give, be given rulership and reign over different areas, depending on, on your reward. That's awesome. And, and, you know, and this is one of the reasons why I believe God dries up the seas in the end of Revelation. So the oceans, if you guys don't know, in the book of Revelation, in the, in the, new age, the, the, the next age after the millennium, the oceans go completely dry. And there's no more oceans. There's rivers and lakes, but God actually takes away the oceans. But one of the reasons you got to think, there's going to be billions and billions of new saints that are going to be getting converted and coming to the Lord throughout the millennial age. Part of that is because the curse has been lifted on the earth. Yeah, Those people are also going to have to be able to receive an eternal land inheritance on the mm. earth. So this, and it's one of the things God's actually going to, going to develop. So he's like, right now you got to think how much of the earth is sitting underwater right now. Yeah. Like, it's it's actually the mercy of God. That's it's actually where He limits warfare because one of the, the greatest areas of warfare is over real estate. Yeah, throughout wow. history, but we're all fighting over a very limited range right now. Really small, That's like less than a third of the earth. Yeah, yeah. If there's a minute God's going to open up all the boundaries. I mean, we're gonna you're gonna have. I mean, you're gonna be you know, 
it's exciting to me because like you know uh, just having lived on a little bit of land now i kind of i kind of get the picture but right. before when you just lived on a poach stamp you know I, just, I didn't quite catch but you go like man okay god cares about the earth he cares about the land but here's the thing the people god's going to entrust to you are going to live just like abraham lived in the land of promise but was a tenant in the land in the same way there'll be tenants on your land where that you will actually give stewardship and discipleship over those over those peoples on the earth you're mm-hmm. going to be doing government that's why that's why the uh, the old testament talks about you know, they're talking about rebuilding of cities and roads and all kinds of stuff that's going to take place in the age to come. It's really interesting. Like, yeah. like there's there's training and there's there's discipleship that's taking place in this time, and you're going to be doing wanting to do something that's really near to God's heart during that time. And so, um, yeah, wow. I mean, it's 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 bigger than. I mean, if you just think about it, like, I mean, and I'm for it, but we always think about like I need a five year plan or a ten year plan for the, my life, and yet we don't really think about it. And I understand why, but you know, we don't think about what's your thousand year plan in the age to come, mm. like, because what you do now matters to what you get then. If you yeah, look at the totally. rewards of, of, of Revelation 2 and 3, they are they are connected to the way that you've lived in this life. You know, he who overcomes, I will give, you know, whatever it is, I give a crown, a white stone, you, you know, you'll be a pillar in the temple of God, you won't go out anymore. And these are things that we don't necessarily connect with naturally, but if you if you think about it, I guarantee whatever those represent, and I have, I have thoughts on that, but they're going to be super important to you then. They may yeah. not be very important to you right now, but you might not go, I don't even, why do I want a crown? I guarantee you're going to want a crown then. Yeah. You're going to go, man, that whatever that is and whatever that represents Jesus. to God and whatever authority that gives you over the nations, you're going to want to, you're going to, your, your old self, if it could, it would tell your young self, live differently mm-hmm. and, and go for go for whatever you can in the Lord. And it's, and it's, it's the opposite because like, you think about this, like the nations, they can't, and all of us, I mean, we're born with this something in us that wants to be great, seen, whatever you call it, famous, something, leave an impact. Mm. Like every one of, like there's not a human alive, you can't escape that. I don't even think you can repent of it. I think it's just, it's something that's like embedded in us. But what we do is we go after it in ways that are not necessarily the way, it's not the kingdom way. Yeah. Like we do it by taking advantage of people, building ourselves up, you know, whatever, getting people to serve our vision, all, all those kind of things. And and yet, yet Jesus does it the opposite. It's the same, it's the same ultimate goal is to be great and to be counter worthy and to, and to make the lasting impact. But he does it through the opposite by going low, by yeah, serving, by, serving, by, yeah. by, and it's just like, it, but the, the, the only way you would do that is if you recognize that the, the inheritance is eternal, it's at the end and not what you get right now. Mm-hmm. Because if you understand that, then you might be willing to live lower now understanding that that means you have something greater forever versus Jesus. getting what you can right now and then missing out because that's the painful part of it. There, Corinthians is real clear. He goes, some people, he goes, he goes, it's like a building. He goes, you make that foundation. He goes, you make it. He goes, that foundation for everyone who's a believer is Christ. It's like, yeah. the, it's like the, the, the concrete slab. Yeah. That's Jesus. That's salvation. That's free gift of righteousness right there. But be careful how you build on top of that. When you start building the building on top of this free gift, be careful because some people are going to build with wood, hay, stubble. Yes, yeah, right. The fire's going to touch it, it's going to burn up. But others are going to build with gold, precious stone, silver, you know, yeah. silver. He goes, and the fire's going to touch it, and they're going to have a reward that's going to last. He says that first group, he goes, they get in because they all have that foundation. They got Jesus. Yeah. They got, they they're got saved the as yet through fire. Yeah. He goes, but yeah, yeah, they're saved as through fire. And there's there's a loss. They suffer loss. Yeah. And there's going to be people in the kingdom age that Yes, they're in. They're in the kingdom. They they they're with Christ. They're 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 happy as all get out because it's far better than the alternative. But they're going to have loss. Yeah. They're going to be. It's what Jesus said. He said. He said, if you do and you teach the least of these commandments, I will. You will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But if you break and you teach others to break the least of these commandments, you will be called least 
in the, in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, that's right. There's a there's a least group. There's there are people that are going to have loss, and so you know your old self will tell your young self like, man, do the things that that are that. Yeah, you can't repent of that desire for greatness, but go about it in a way that makes sense for eternity, which is the it's so right, Christ likeness, and it's and it's doing the things that He cares for and cares about, and do things in secret and. And, and and giving and yeah, loving Matthew, and loving it's Matthew yeah. six right exactly yeah. it's the Sermon on the Mount like you do that and you will be great forever if your vision is short termed then you then you will live it for today eat drink marry you will try to put your kingdom now and you'll lose it for, you'll lose it forever or you'll suffer loss mm-hmm. in the kingdom age and so it's just a it's a different it's a it's a I guess it's a paradigm and it's something that we have to keep in front of us because we don't if we don't think about that it's just you know, somebody does you wrong, you do them wrong back. You you stand up for yourself. You do you, you do you do yeah. that because that's what's what makes sense. It's our natural urges. But if you understand that by me blessing that person who just did me wrong, like makes no sense in in the natural to do that. But if 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 I'm going to be if this is going to help, this is going to it's for another lack of better. If this is going to add another brick on my, you know, yeah, totally. or whatever. Yeah, then, yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, I could, this will be worth it one day. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, we do it in other ways, right? Some people that are smart, you know, they, they, they live below their means now so they can enjoy some sort of amazing retirement or, you know what I'm saying? Totally. Like you do that in the natural, but we don't think about what, like, what is your heavenly rest about to be like? And, you know, and, and, and is there, is there, are we, are we paying into that account right now Yeah. in a way that makes sense? Um, and so, yeah, so this goes for a thousand years and, uh, and God is going to, oh, so, so man, I, well, I'll tell you what, okay, so we'll, we'll let's do take this. a break and then we'll let's take a break. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize I said that's our final episode. Yeah. Um, but I, I think really hitting our, our inheritance was, was yeah. really important. So let's, this will be our, our, our second to last episode, <laughs> yes. potentially third to last episode. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that conversation and that you are ministered to. Please remember to follow us and to leave a good rating on your preferred streaming platform. And if you want to learn more about gatekeepers, visit gatecityatl.com slash gatekeepers. See you in the next episode.